with host Tina Bennett and Karen Kanzadian. Karen and Tina are attorneys practicing family law throughout central New York, and they bring this show their often opposing views on various legal and social issues affecting their separate practices, clients, and the court system. Tina Bennett has her main office located at 104 Center Street, Suite 130, Canastota, New York, 13032, in Syracuse office located at 109 Twin Oaks Drive, Syracuse. Tina can be reached at 315-407-3237. Tina's practice focuses mainly on father's rights and custody disputes. For Tina, father's rights is not an area of law, it's how she practices law. Tina is an advocate for father's rights inside the courtroom as well as out of the courtroom and you may find her at a rally or event promoting father's rights and legislation that addresses inequities in the court system. Karen has her main office located at 34 Oxford Road, New Hartford and has a Syracuse location at 2700 Bellevue Ave. Her phone number is 315-724-2900. Karen practices. Karen's practice also focuses on family court, custody, and divorce. Her practice also includes labor and employment rights in the workplace, discrimination, and other civil litigation. Karen has been an attorney for 35 years and has much to contribute to this show as far as her experiences and perspectives. From time to time during this show, you will hear opinions regarding various legal and other matters, none of which are to be constructed as legal advice or as creating an attorney-client relationship, and the show may be constructed as legal advertising. If you have legal questions pertaining to a given situation, you should consult an attorney and may not rely on any matters discussed here. Oh, it's about Rick. All right, we have to give a shout out to Rick, who's also our co-host. Who did we just hear from, Tina? Oh, and we heard from Jay Lynn. Hi, Hi. Jay Lynn. Good Hi. morning. And we're live on WVOA. 87.7. So today, oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. We're trapping Jeff in, in, the, in the room with us. But oh, let's... no! <laughs> That's okay, Jeff. <laughs> but today, so we have Jay Lynn. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how old you are, where you go to school. Um, I'm 17 and I go to Cato Meridian High School and I'm a girl. Well, okay, obviously. <laughs> okay, you, can, you, you gotta talk as if you yeah, are you at a rock, like, a rock concert trying a to be heard. That loud. Yeah, you gotta talk into it. Like really talk loud. You're like you're yelling at your mother. There you I go. can try. <laughs> <laughs> so what grade are you in? I'm a senior. Alright. So now that the holidays are about, any special plans? No, just spending time with my family and friends. Alright, what did you do for Thanksgiving? 
went to my grandma's house. All right, we spent time with my cousins. Yeah. And my uncle's having another baby. Wow. Well, the reason we're having you on the show, because since we talk about family law stuff, maybe you can give us a different perspective coming from a 17-year-old. Do you mind talking to us about that? About my situation? No, you don't have to talk about necessarily your situation, but what you see at school, like with parents. Oh, Rick wants to say something. Yeah, just your friends and just your interaction with all your friends and their lives and their families and how, 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 how does it affect you? How does it make you feel yourself? Just with everything that goes on in, in today's society with, with your, you and your friends and your, and your social group that you hang around with, um, you know people have their own difficulties with their families and not just divorce, but brother, sister, uh, just family as a whole problems. How does that, how does that make you, what, where does that put you? Where are you when it comes to that stuff? Um, living in a smaller town, a lot of families are intact, but when I lived in Syracuse and went to a city school, um, it was usually just the mom or the dad that someone lived with. But now that I go to Cato, there's a lot of families that aren't split up. When we were talking earlier in the car, you were giving an example, and I know Karen can jump in on this. Talk about the the boy you know. When we were talking about how many people you know, what kind of schedules they have with their parents, that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of people go with their moms, mainly. Um, a guy that I know stays with his mom completely and doesn't see his dad unless he needs money or something. And why is that? Explain that his, their like situation. sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but explain without, don't say names, but just explain why you think he stays with his mother. He feels bad for her, I think. Describe the mom. You've met her. She's kind of crazy. Um, and the dad's not crazy. And when you say crazy, give some examples of what she said, even to you. Um, she's not very nice. I think you said something that she pretended to have cancer. Yeah. Wow. Did she do a fundraiser, or what was that all about? Um, well, I think she just told her kids that. How many kids does she have? Two. Both of them don't see their dads? Sometimes they see their dads, but not she very made, much. She made this up just because she's crazy, or did, was her was her end end game? I mean, what was her what was her reason for creating concocting such a wow such a story? Um, I think she just did it for attention mainly. Wow, that's not the first time I've heard of that, Rick. Wow, I actually had a client who uh, who got a clinical illness. Who got or something like that. well, you, you'd think so, but. Uh, she still got custody because the kid felt bad for her and decided he was going to stay with her. Hey, and, a true form of and this is, deficit. listen, listen, it happens that she, she, he married her because she said, you know, I, I'm going to die. I've got this terminal oh illness my. and, you know, I need, we need to make sure this child's taken care of. And, you know, eight years later, it was the nastiest, longest divorce I'd done in years. But, wow. But... Then back to what Jalen and I were talking about in the car, 
is she was asking what age can you decide but do you think it's i was saying i don't think the poor kid has a life if he's 16 17 and he's making a choice to stay with a parent because he feels bad or she yeah, has mental illness that doesn't matter he's not putting himself in any kind of imminent harm so legally you know where he wants to be is where he wants to be right so how young does it go karen I don't know. Depends on the situation and the kid. This kid was the one I was dealing with was only nine when the case started, eleven when it ended, and um, you know it it was a constant uh, battle. And the other thing is, just try proving that the other person claimed they had an illness. You know what I mean? Just try proving. You know, I never said that. And when it gets down to court. Um, you know, then they deny, go into the denial. So anyway. Oh, well, I had that. I yeah, gave an example. Exactly. Exactly. In a different county. No, she actually did this whole cancer thing. She shaved her head, Karen. Oh, uh, I and mean, she told the yeah, judge. Yeah. And she told the judge that she was in treatment. I'm telling and you. And the attorney happens. provided a letter, and the judge goes, "Why don't and why don't you find, reach out and see if this is true?" Well, when I googled. The doctor she provided, no such person existed at, I think, Upstate or St. Joe's, whatever hospital. <laughs> and then think about the poor attorney representing her. She shaved her head. She was requiring the children to massage oil on her bald head. Oh, my God. Now, imagine how weird that is. And she lied. And, of course, Dad You know, we should have come in with our 800 <laughs> numbers today, Tina, for people with these desperate... Yeah, but it made no sense. They were going to share custody anyway, but I don't she know, went I know. over the yeah, top. You know. But then she disappeared. Anyway, back to you, Jalen. We got <laughs> off. We always go. We go off on these really wild tangents. No, on this but we show. stayed with yeah. the crazy experiences we've had. But and I, I'm almost afraid to ask how you know Tina. You don't have to tell us. <laughs> oh, I know Tina from um, Caitlin House. Her mom knows Tina. Oh. We both work with Tina. Oh, how nice. Okay. Did you organize her office? Are you the one that came in and organized her office? No? I don't think so. No, but Jaylen goes to to the um, trade shows. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like the state fair. and those are, those are fun when Tina has a booth at the state fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell them what you do with the fair. Um, we just talk to people that walk around near us and stuff. And then we went to Turning Stone, but everyone was there for Turning Stone because that one was only... Well, you have a booth with a lot of posters and... And And we pass out stickers. I love Dad. And they do whatever Tina, the little missions that Tina sends them on. You probably go get her something to eat. Oh, yeah, one year I rented scooters. (laughs) That was a good idea because we decorated them, Mm -hmm. right? And what do people say when you handed out the stickers? Where's the I Heart Mom stickers? <laughs> I think she that. has those too. I think I saw yeah. a poster of it. You do now, right? Yeah, yeah now we do. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have I Heart Everybody. Right, right. So, um, so back to your experiences. What's it like? You know, now you were you in a bigger school and then moved to a smaller community. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and you you encounter kids with single parents. Mm-hmm. And a lot, is it a lot more of kids with single parents or are they together more in the community you're in now? Um, in the cu- community that I'm in now, a lot of people are still together. I don't know why. From the, <laughs> from the kids, okay, I was just going to ask you from, from the teenager's perspective, the child's perspective, 
Does it matter? I mean, if, if you're with a good parent, does it matter if you have one, two, or whether they're living together or not? Um, I think it matters. I think that if my mom and dad were together still, I would like them together. I asked my friend the other day, his parents are still together, if it's like gross when his parents kiss in front of him. <laughs> and he said, he said, no, it's not gross. But when I see my mom kiss my stepdad, I think it's kind of gross. Um, but if it was my real dad, I don't think I would think it was gross. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so your mom got remarried? Um, it's her boyfriend. But he's been in the picture for a while? Like 10 years-ish. Nice guy? Yeah. Looks out for you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Do you see your dad? Um, Tell him. Go ahead. Tell him who he. um, No, I don't really see my dad. Not much. No, not at all. But there's a reason. Well, is that by choice? Yeah, it's Uh, by choice. Okay. Well, you don't have to talk about your your case. But you can tell us about the girl that commuted. Oh yeah, there was a girl that went to my school. She was a senior. She had her license. And her dad lived in Cato and her mom lived in Camillus. And she drove every single day from Camillus to Cato just so that she could stay with her mom every day. Go to school in Cato and finish it out. Mm -hmm. Because Jalen and I were talking about if she was in an intact family and they split and say they did 50-50, she has a car. Would it matter the distance? So go ahead, talk. Um, it wouldn't matter for me just because I already drive a lot. So I would, I would drive to see my parents equally, I think. What, what do you, from your perspective, what is it about them not being together that bothers you the most? Is it that your, your life, be, is it maybe because your life becomes more complicated in terms of scheduling? Is it because you don't feel as financially, or is it because you feel financially disadvantaged because they're not together? All of that. What is it that you dislike the most about um, the situation? I think what I dislike the most is just like, um, it's not very like normal. Like, um, that's like all I've ever known, I guess, is just being with my mom. I've never really been with my dad. But living in Cato, um, it's just not very normal just to have, like, your mom. And then when they figure out that I have, like, a stepdad, then they want to ask me about my dad, and then it just gets awkward and stuff because not many people have that same, um, Well, it sounds like you could just make something up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, honey. Um, so yeah it 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 can be on the other hand people are in single families not by choice because there's been a death or something like that so yeah you know um it it shouldn't be awkward it 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 really shouldn't be well what do you think you knew frankie Mm -hmm. our friend that passed away what do you think's gonna happen now with her she was six um frankie and his daughter from what i saw were really close they loved each other who's this now Frankie. Frankie. Jalen knows Frankie because Frankie oh, would go Frankie. to the to the They rode on the stone. scooters. I didn't know you. Oh, yeah, they were on the scooters. Oh, oh. The fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cute. <laughs> oh, but Frankie was the nicest dad ever. Yeah. 
Well, Rick pretends to be your dad, so I'm supposed to picture Rick. <laughs> With me and Kate. I don't pretend anything. Oh, you said that on, on your Facebook. I'm out with my daughters. That, that was that was their doing. And then his we friend called We were sitting at them. lunch, and, and I, I took it. I said, I want to take a picture of the two of them. You know, it was a nice lunch, the two of them. And I took the picture, and then they told me what to write. And I just wrote what they told me to write. And then someone commented, are those your daughters? <laughs> and we said, yes. <laughs> See what I mean? You can say anything you want. In this, and then they call them days. an Rick. <laughs> <laughs> they're, the, they're the other daughters. Oh, that's great. Do you have siblings? I don't have any siblings. But let's talk about... Um, oh, actually, I have a half-sister. Where is she? New York City. I don't see her. She's, on my, she's my dad's daughter. How old is she? 20, 19, 20. That's not too much of a spread. Do you talk to her at all? Happy birthdays. Really? That's yeah. better than I do. I don't talk to my half-sister because she's bonafide crazy. You know, you're making a face. I want to hear all about it. She's nuts. <laughs> Why? Look. Why? Let's see. Remember, my family's from Texas. So my dad, I guess, had custody of his daughter because the ex-wife, the mother of his child, was nuts and... Probably if they had neglect proceedings, there would have been a neglect. From what I know, remember, the, the aunt's telling me, is they had to rescue the daughter because my dad was a traveling salesperson at the time. And when I think her name's Alva, was like two or three, mommy dearest just took off and left the child at home and they would come find her like there for days. Kind of like those weird stories we read in the paper, like they're, she's eating food off the floor, horrible. So they came and rescued her, but she probably had her mother's crazy in her. And because my aunts had money, she drugged my grandmother and grandfather so she could go. Oh, I'm telling you, she rode her horse through their house a couple times. This, this is why I get up early on Sundays. I just want everyone to really understand. <laughs> Just when you think you heard it all from Tina Keep Beckett. Keep going. I thought, really, just when I, you think wait, you heard wait, it all, she tell you a story. Wait, Rick, I thought she was from Florida, so this is a this is like an eye-opener for me. I didn't know she lived in Texas. Uh, she's I got never, tentacles no, everywhere. No, no, I never lived in Texas. That's where my father, my dad was born in Oklahoma City, oh, and they okay. moved to Texas. All right, then when did you come into the picture? When my mother hooked up with him in England. Okay. Germany. Well, that's quite a traveling salesman. No, but he was in the army. <laughs> Huge territory. <laughs> no, but back in the day, so he was a musician too. So what, I guess that's how his, he met his what wife. What was his instrument? He played piano and he played oh, no. trombone, and I played trombone in the army. <coughs> and then I think he was a spook in the army also. He had some other thing going on. He wasn't just a radio operator because other people who come to my office now they they can recognize Rick we, we even try to figure out all of his medals because he's been deceased for a while now and they're like oh check out these medals oh I know where he was here I know what that means oh did you know that means that I'm like no I didn't Rick and I went online and tried to match the pictures of the, the bars and well, all the all the military guys that go into our office, they, they know exactly what the verbiage is of everything there, the ribbon, the colors, the everything, you know. And then there's like this vacant six or seven years of this man's life where he just vaporized off the face of the earth. 
yeah. working for the government. Maybe he was, yeah, I was just going to say. work for GE, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I have a crazy half-sister who's 15 years older than I am, or, or, or older, and she ended up having a child when she was a teenager who was only a year younger than me. So I'm an aunt to somebody who's a year younger. And then when my mom first met Alva, Alva wanted to be her daughter and move in with her son. And you know how my mother is? No. <laughs> no. I'm not raising an adult with a child. She's got to go. Especially when my mom's, what, 24? Kidding me? Yeah, look at me like that. Like, how old do you think my mother had? Okay, so how how awkward would this? <laughs> how awkward do you think this is? Jalen's just giving me a look. <laughs> I wish you could see this this person's face. <laughs> She's got her eyes wide open, looking at Tina, like, okay. And I thought I had a weird situation. <laughs> no way. No, my half sister. I think she was a taxidermist. Uh, what else oh did my she god! Do? She was into what is the naturopath, neutropath, whatever, homeopath. There you have it. Bizarro. And I think she was married seven times, ten times. She was professional, Rick, at getting married. Wasn't very good at it, but kept taking a stab at it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she tried to stab one of them too. Well, so. I, that was a pun. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. I mean, back, back to you. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I have two brothers. I'm sandwiched right in between two brothers. I got an older brother and a younger brother. Are your parents together? My father died when I was 16. Yeah, so, but my mom, and my mom never remarried. So I was raised by a single parent. That's an Armenian sandwich, right? Well, I tell you. When the girls. You know, the little girls, yeah. right? Yeah, the big, the I'll tell brother, little brother. There was no escaping things, yeah, exactly. They knew everything. Yeah, yeah. They stuck up for you, your yeah. brothers did? Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, but, you know, um, they're also, they also highly critical. <laughs> I know that doesn't surprise anyone. <laughs> it's like I'm, you know, you know that show Family Guy? I'm Meg, seriously, seriously. <laughs> Middle wow. child and only girl. <laughs> and totally weird then. <laughs> did, no. you, did, you, did your dog talk to you? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> used to sing Happy Birthday. I had a dog that would sing Happy Birthday. Yep. Uh, anyway, wow. we, we're not going to talk about me. We're back to... But, I, but ra so being raised with a single parent was... Of course, I was 16. So I was already almost uh, pretty much out of high school at that point. I went to college early when I was 17 but my brother my younger brother was only nine so you know for him it was it was different you know I think he felt a lot of the same things he felt about only having one parent available what's that see in my family I have a brother and a sister uh, my sister's in the middle it's an Irish sandwich oh another one yeah um, my mom and dad have been married for plus 50 years now sister's divorced like uh times two times two three well two guys two guys three times total right yeah, yeah i said that right 
Rick lost it's just, track. It's just, it's just different, though. I understand. <laughs> I just understand that. that no, you've been married too many times when your brother loses track. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I kind of know. That's but. good. Well, speaking of that, Jalen knows her. His daughter? Called. Yeah, he went to. My niece. Yes, Rick's niece went to Cato. Mm hmm. Now, what did you think about that situation? Go ahead, rip it up. There's an example of total dysfunction. Um, a young girl playing both parents because she had the ability to do so and it really has an impact on not just uh, not just the parents of her but everybody that's involved with the parent all the all the relatives especially this time of the year around holidays it makes it, it proves to be very difficult um, I'm an upperclassman to her so she was nice to me always but she seemed a little aggressive. Well, you played a sport with her. What sport? I played soccer and basketball with her. She was aggressive in both of those. And when you mean aggressive, what do you mean? Like, she wanted to hurt you guys. Yeah, well, the other teams. Physical. Yeah. It was Objection leading. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know. But what did you find out? Look, we're gonna talk about teens and social media in a second. But the reason the segue is about, <laughs> this is the segue because Jalen and Katie found something about the daughter. Oh, Caitlin found it. Yeah, how did Caitlin, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll blame Katie. Yeah, oh, why is Katie on Tinder? <laughs> no, I think she was just looking to make, <laughs> to just look on there. I don't think she's on there for a reason. All right, so how did she look at girls though? Tinder works if you're a female, you see guys. And exactly. Versa. I think well, well, she was just on there to see. Let's take that out of the whole equation. Let's talk about let's talk about my cousin, who is a 21 year old young guy. No, but she'll tell us I that's know. how it started. So go ahead, tell us how it started because you called us or you texted us the picture. Oh, um, well she found her on Tinder, and then um, it was a picture of her and. A little baby, right? The profile picture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What'd she say she was on Tinder? Twenty something. Yeah, I know. Now Karen's making a face. So is she looking for a date? I'm just trying to understand what we're getting at here. Is she on Tinder with her child, looking for a date? It's not her child. Yeah, oh. Jay, Joel, her, Rick's niece is what? Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Okay. Something like that. All right. All right. All right. So anyway. You know, I want to ask you something. Can we go off this this subject for a minute? Okay. Tell me, like, what what? How big was your school that you went to before you, the one that you're in now? K through eight, so it was pretty big. I never went to high school. Though. Were you in the same district? Um, I went to Huntington. Okay, and that's in the same district as the high school, or a different? Yeah, it's Syracuse oh, City yeah. School. Oh, it's a city Where's school. Huntington. Down in the city. Eastwood. Eastwood. Okay, and that was large? Yeah, it was pretty big. And it, was it like a, a, a lot of diversity? Yeah. A lot of cross-sections of ethnic backgrounds and things like that? Definitely. And then uh, why, did, why did you end up moving to Cato? Um, my mom's boyfriend is from Cato, and it's a better school, my mom thinks. Okay, and, and you like the smaller school? I do, yeah. I um, think I have more opportunities. So with all of the stuff you were talking about, Tinder, like with social media and stuff, um, what is it like uh, to be in school and have to deal with 
you know, fights becoming public and, you know, you, you know, your social interactions and everything you do possibly becoming public on Facebook. How do you handle all that? Um, I don't really fight with people, but, um... I mean, are kids over it at this point when it comes to Facebook or... Are they still doing... I think it depends on the age and the maturity level. I think that... Um, I like, mean, you hear all this bullying going on, you know? Did you yeah, find that to be the case? Or is it on Snapchat? Um, you're on Snapchat more than Facebook, right? And Instagram, yeah. Yeah, why those two versus Facebook, first of all? Facebook is for, like, old people. <laughs> we ruined it. My kids told me we ruined it. Okay, so then as you're getting older... So then it's going to be Snapchat and Instagram for you. So do you follow those, those, what are they called? Not, the, not role models, not decision makers. What are those people? Celebrities? Like, yeah, celebrities or they're not really celebrities. They become Instagram celebrities and they're promoting products all the time. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. So are those, how are you going to make decisions? Um... I don't think so. I don't, at least. I mean, I follow some of those people, but I don't, like, look up to How much them. time do you spend on your phone? A lot. Like, what would you say is a lot? Probably... Well, I get my little screen time. I'm wondering, what does it show? I'm curious. Last week's average, six hours and ten minutes. That, now, think about that. A I, day? A day. In one day, you you averaged six hours on your screen. Now, I'm guessing that wasn't for school research. <laughs> what was, um, what no. was it mostly? Let's see. I'm just curious. Snapchat, three hours a day. Oh, so you do a lot of... T- 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 Tina's right. You do a lot of that stuff. I tried to set limits for three hours, um, but it so, didn't really work. But what are you... <laughs> Do we, I mean, what are you telling people? Like every, like what you're eating, what you're doing all day long. Yeah, pretty much. And making uh, fish lips, <laughs> duck lips, duck lips. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever wonder if you were spending six hours doing something else? <laughs> what your life, would, what your life would be like. Um, are, are you addicted? Do you think to the phone? Um, definitely. I know they talk about it now that it's an addiction. Yeah. How much phone screen time do you have, Tina? Have you ever checked? Mine's a lot, but mine is uh, a lot of most. Mine is mostly work related. Right. I have to go. So it doesn't count. What do you think yours is, Tina? I know talking on the phone is a lot. Not a lot. No, I do most of my looky looky in the middle of the night when I wake up. I power wits, but with you. Look, I've yelled at you at the office or even <laughs> during the trade show because they've got their heads down. I'm like, heads up. Heads up, right? Yeah. yeah. And Or get off the phone. I didn't pay you to go on. I didn't pay or you. Or stop laughing. Right, stop <laughs> laughing because, look, if one works at the office, she, Katie should have started, should have worked, but instead she chooses to, like, Snapchat or, or FaceTime with her. I'm like, I'm not paying you to FaceTime with her. It's like everything that goes through your head comes out through Snapchat. 
<laughs> and it, a lot, it doesn't even sound like you got much of a filter. It's just like, okay, here's what I'm thinking about, bam. And you put it out there. Now, does it go away? Does Snapchat um, go away? See, or does it stay people, there? Like, people that come in and, like, talk to us in class about, like, rational decisions and stuff. Um, like, they say that it never goes away. Like, Snapchats never go away and stuff to try to, like, scare us, I think. Uh-huh. But, like... I don't know where they go. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to the Snapchat space. Yeah. What about Instagram? Yeah, what about... I mean, you can delete your posts. Yeah. yeah, but people can take screenshots or something. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, so... Uh, but back to advertising. How do we advertise? You're like the new version. You don't watch TV, I'm guessing. No, I don't watch any TV. Exactly. So, so... Okay, that's interesting. So this is totally the substitute. So for advertising, I guess what Tina's saying, that's the way to go. Right. Do you get ads throughout Instagram? Do you ever buy anything from those ads? Because I know there's a lot of them, but my, my kids say they, they never buy off those ads. Oh, no, I don't buy off of the ads. My mom probably does. And that's, yeah, and then she's sorry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm saying, say even... Well, how did you find colleges? Let's do that. How did you search for that? If you don't watch TV, who did you go to? My guidance counselor. That's and I go to such a small, like small school that she, it's such a big help talking to the guidance counselor. My cousin goes to West Tennessee, and I know he probably doesn't get as much time with his guidance counselor. It's a bigger face school. Face. Yeah. So how did but you? But they choose? have a marching band. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's really good. Which I think is the coolest thing. And it's a really good one. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Go ahead. Um, Imagine if she spent six hours a day practicing an instrument. She'd be a maestro. How something. about six hours a day practicing French so you could go away with us? I know, right? I want to be a French teacher, I think. Hush French. Where are you going to go where you're going to need a French-speaking when we go to Tahiti, we, that's why we keep telling Jaylin. So when we bring back all the pamphlets, we give them the lottery tickets. And the lottery <laughs> tickets, I'm like, can you check them, please? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, I found the colleges um, based off of like what where other people went. I kind of looked them up. I talked to some representatives from those colleges, Lemoyne and Oswego, and then um, I'm applying to Albany too. You want to stay around here? Um, I think so. I mean, I didn't, it doesn't really matter to me. I'll miss my mom, probably, and James. So, yeah, I'll probably stay closer. I'll come back a lot. Mm -hmm. Or you'll get swept into the whole, wow, I'm at school. Maybe I don't want to come back. No, that's what a lot of people Maybe. are doing. I mean, are you, have you... When you talk to the guidance counselor, what about um, sororities or fraternities? Do they talk about that kind of stuff? I see them on like um, the little pamphlets and stuff like the sororities, but that stuff has just never intrigued me. I don't know why. Why not? Did you do one? Of course I did. No. Oh yeah, did, did you have to put... No, they were so stupid. Did you have no. to put your hand in the flame? Oh, it was just... <laughs> they don't do, do that Greek kind of alphabet. stuff. It was just... They, that's television. It was so... Did they haze you? The thing, you know, like... Yeah, anything like that, you that was, ex, you know, exclusive and not inclusive, I rejected outright any kind of activity that was not inclusive. And that would 
go, that would be sororities. However, the fraternities, they had great parties. Uh, <laughs> so but I was okay with them. But the sorority, what I didn't but realize. the sororities, never mind that. My mother belonged to one and was a member, I mean, all her life. I mean. Why do people get. And she had great sorority? sisterhood from it. She got had great, you know, they, there was a real. Uh, feeling of sisterhood and mutual support, especially for women going to college back then, which wasn't right. that good. For your network. That's why you're in a sorority. Like right now, the sorority in SU, there's one of my, soror my sororities there. So I called them up and I said, who's going to help me in my political run in 2007? So I had my sorority girls come out and hold signs for me. They were all about it. You just, that's why. Whether or not you have the friends from the past that were in your sorority, but you can reach forward and have a whole network you can tap into. It's a good thing. I know Karen's making a face, but no, it's, it's true. because again, okay, what did you have to do to become a member? What, what, yeah, what, what, what did you have, did to, you have to pledge and what did you have to, you know, do that? Um, and, and, and how would they select you over somebody else? And, you know, didn't that bother you? Didn't that bother you? That no, they, they didn't have a house. Oh. They didn't have a house because they... So what was the like point? It's not like SU. Huh? What was the point of it? What was the point of the sorority? Because well, they did fundraising. Like, their thing was the National Kidney Foundation. So their whole... That was their philanthropic goal, was to raise money. But what did you have to be in order to be in the sorority? What did you have to, like, how did they select who could be in and who was out? You I'm curious. Know. Tina took over. That's true. You took over, <laughs> Tina? That's great. Tina would let men in if Tina took over. No, that is kind <laughs> She'd of let true. men into the sorority. Because She'd be like, yeah, male rights for sorority. No, because when I... Look, I've always been this way. There she so goes. when I went, when I moved back to Florida, it's Rick is true. I took over. That's right. They didn't have any plan or organization. <laughs> they wanted me but because I, I helped not, them. But, but it's I want to know how you get picked. Like when you, what do you like, mean, how do you get picked? Do you just say I want to be in and you sign up, or do they no, reject some people? They, and on what where basis? Where I went to school, it looked like they pretty much took them all. I'm just curious. It's like a very inclusive. No, I think probably where they have a house, they have to, there's only so many rooms and so many beds. So they probably have a limit. People want to join, you know, whatever, Phi Sigma Sigma, where I was, which they remarked Phi Piggy Piggy because they were supposedly the ugly fat ones. Oh, Jay Lindsay, <laughs> but it wasn't true because all of a sudden, because I organized it, then it turned around. So they were, they had all the hot girls for all the fraternity guys, but I was already gone. I, I had the land of the misfits. What kind of legal, <laughs> what kind of legal issues face kids your age right now? Legal you, issues. Legal issues that you hear going around the high school since we are supposed to be Probably talking about drinking, like alcohol. Kids getting in trouble for that? Yeah. Do they get in trouble with the police or the school? How does it happen? How does it usually no, go down? Just the school usually. They come to school and they drink? No, no. Oh. Well, there was one girl who came to school with a water bottle full of vodka and she like puked everywhere oh my, oh in my the band room. Oh my god. Yikes. That's really <laughs> sad. She's learning at a young age. It's clear. how old was she? So, 
think she was a junior. So 16, maybe? I would say she had a little problem. Probably. Yeah, maybe she needs to go to that guidance counselor you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Um, and and, and uh, how about anything else that, you, that they um, that they face? with, like, weed, right? Okay. Um, and do they bring that to school? Uh, I don't know if they bring it to school. Maybe they do, I don't know. Oh, but they get in trouble for it outside of school? They probably could if they got caught with it. Yeah, but, okay. And um, so drinking, smoking, how about the vaping? Yeah. Is that a big deal? I would really like to know from your point of view what, uh, what's going on with the vaping? Especially from you, because you're very athletic. You, you, you're, yeah, you're I never highly got into involved the in the sports, so... I never got into the vaping. I never, a lot <laughs> Is of it people, popular? It's not my scene. Oh, it's like jeweling. Yes. That that was really popular. What do you call it? Jeweling. Jeweling. J-U-U-L. The flavored stuff. A guy stuff. got kicked off the, the senior trip because he brought a jewel. And his parents had to go all the way. Now, was it nicotine him. in it, or was it? Yeah, there's nicotine in jewels. You can do like the vape without the nicotine, I think. Okay, so that's how they sneak around. They they pretend it's doesn't have the nicotine, but they really are vaping nicotine. Yeah, but the jewels are like. Um, you can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And has anyone gotten sick? Have you heard Have you heard of any of the cases where people have gotten seriously ill from the jewels? Yeah, I don't really pay attention to it that much just because I don't jewel, so it doesn't really, I don't care that much. Do they do it in the bathrooms? Do they do it on the school grounds? Where do they do it? Yeah, they do it in the bathrooms. I think the resource officer follows them in there, though, so they can't do that. <laughs> <You're>, uh, <laughs> well, in my day, they used to smoke in the bathroom cigarettes, and they used to smoke cigarettes on the bus. I used to go to school smelling like a freaking smokestack because the seniors were always smoking in the back of the bus. And, um, they, the, you know, you, the toilet paper would have burn holes on it. I don't know if you remember it. And any. she had Sandy and John Travolta in her class, and they sang yeah. tunes from Well, there's cigarettes hanging out of their mouths. No, I, okay, so I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I, when I got on student council, I lobbied and got a smoking lounge for the seniors because... It was legal to smoke at 18. You could buy cigarettes and you could smoke. You could get drafted. There was all kinds of things you could do at 18. And the teachers were smoking on the premises in their lounge. So they couldn't use the fire code as an excuse because if there was a fire code problem, then why are the teachers allowed to be smoking in a lounge on premises? And I said it would draw the kids out of the bathrooms and uh, 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 keep them from leaving the premises when they're supposed to be there. And, and that get, was the start of your my my career. legal advocacy. I got around wow. the rules and actually got a senior smoking lounge, not realizing that that was probably not a good idea all the way around. But we did it. Did we, I think we may have door, had a like sit-in at some point. What's that? That's your legacy. What school did that happen? Oh, I won't say. But this I did. This stinky it. room was dedicated by Karen. <laughs> that you got it. I'll tell you, it was it, it did it did the trick. Every, you know, nobody, you didn't find people leaving school. There was, they got out of the bathrooms. If they wanted to have a cigarette, they just went into the lounge on their break. And um, nobody was MIA. And it took all of the, you know what it did? It took the thrill out of sneaking around. It actually did, uh, did some positive things. And that was, once it became not 
something you had to sneak around to do. I don't think anybody wanted to do it anymore. And it cut down on it. I, I swear. It was an incredible experiment. Well, what do you, because she, you could drink at 18, right? Right. So could I. I was the last. You right. Could. It was, yeah, yeah when I, we were 18. I could for, yes. for, I think, for like a half a year. Then they raised it to 19, and then um, then they changed it to 21. So it was giving yeah, and taking and giving and taking. I know, but what are your thoughts on that? Why don't you become an advocate? Why do you think you should be monitored after you are turn 18 that you can't do things, can't can't buy cigarettes, you can't drink alcohol? Do you think it's trying to make you like a little kid once you're out of the house at 18 or graduating high school? Um, uh, well, I don't really smoke, so I, I don't care that they changed like the, they just changed that, the age for getting like buying cigarettes and stuff and jewel pods yeah but i'm saying just think you're 18 technically you don't have to live at home you can go adult and now you're having the government tell you you can't drink at 18 that's what's happening to you you can't buy cigarettes yeah but i can buy lottery tickets and i can vote yeah well what if they take away your ability to go to turning stone I wasn't planning on going there. But Caitlin <laughs> is, she doesn't like the fact that you can, like, be drafted in a war and stuff and not, you can't drink, like, in your own. Yeah, that was the argument back in our day. That's what she, she was just talking about that in the car yeah. the other day. Yeah. And because Katie just came back from guard. Basic training. Basic training she did in high school, so between well, junior and senior year. Don't you just want to do something to rebel what do you do i mean if you're not going to drink you're not going to smoke what are, what are the teenagers doing uh to rebel i mean it's a natural thing to rebel yeah i don't know they're something doing all that... of it still <laughs> they still are doing it yeah. you know they're finding ways around it because they want to rebel yeah if, if someone wants to do it bad they're going to find a way to do it right regardless of the right what Which about? is my smoking lounge example. This is what I was trying to say. Once you took the sneaking around excitement out of it and the violating the rules out of it, it didn't become a thrill anymore. And people cut down on it naturally. I'm telling you. Yeah, but you want to speak French. They can drink at 16. Oh, well, we'll just move to France. There you go. She wants to. I want to go there. I think that'd be cool. Do you have your passport yet? I think I got... Do, they, do those things expire? Yeah, yeah but you're too young to get expired. one. <laughs> uh, you're too young to have one that expired, unless you had one when you were really... They, they're like good for 18 years. They're good for a long time. Oh, but I think when you're little, oh, they expire quicker because you're not adult. Well, maybe. Your face keeps changing. I mean, maybe. really, you're going to have a baby passport? Hi. Here, Border Patrol guy. But back to this, back to, well, you're, I think you're like a goody two-shoe, except, except at that concert we told you not to go to. Yeah, I know, 10 minutes. What happened with Barb? Yeah, what concert? The, at, the, at the New York State Fair, not last year, not this year, last year. Mm -hmm. It was bad. There was some sort of concert, and Rick said, don't go. Right? But we still went. They still went, and that was the concert that was in the news where people got beaten up, and there was a stampede, and and Barb got Barb knocked, got knocked, knocked down. down. Barb. 
cops were chasing this guy, and the guy ran by right between me and Barb, knocked Barb over, and kept running, and then he got tackled by a bunch of troopers. Right. Yeah. Great. Great I concert. Great. I just heard about the fights. I don't. I don't know how you didn't see them. Uh, me. We were in like the front. We Listen. You want to see something? Just go to the mall. I mean, that's all you got to do now. Go to go to Destiny. You can see a stabbing, a fight. Oh a yeah, Jalen wanted to talk about that because now. Oh, yeah, I want. How's that make you feel? Scared. Because I go to the mall a lot. Sure, that's where you guys hang out. Of yeah. course. Shopping. It's kind of scary that someone got shot in the leg there. I don't want to get shot in the leg. Yeah, but what do you think drives them? It's cool to carry a gun, cool to have a knife. Do they do it in Cato? Or is it gang stuff? I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't think that guy just got shot in the leg for nothing. I think that there was something, but. But the fact that they're bringing their fight to the mall is, is like a, a step beyond yeah. what we should have to deal Especially with. Especially on Black Friday and with all like yeah. the mass shootings. Like, yeah. That just probably scared people a lot. Yeah, and that, so that was, I'm sure, part of the plan. What about your school? Is there something, speaking of mass shootings, have they changed the way security is at school because of that? Yeah, so last year I think it was really big, right? Like the mass shootings. Um, so at my school, a lot of people, mainly everyone hunts there. So a guy accidentally brought a bullet to school from like hunting and stuff, and everyone freaked out because it was... It was really scary last year, I guess. And so we went into a lockdown and everything. My mom was scared and I, I don't know. It, it's not like anyone shot a gun or anything. Well, Rick was talking last weekend about when he went to high school, they all had their shotguns in the window. Do they do that at school still? Or is that illegal? I don't even know. Shotguns in the window? Yeah, like in, like in the, the back window of our I'd be scared. truck. You oh. never saw that, Karen? In Fort Lauderdale, no. Davey, they're all hanging their shotguns yeah. <laughs> and a gun rack yeah because you know some days you could get out and go hunt before it got light before you went to school so you go out and you could hunt before you went to school so you throw your gear in the truck and put your shotgun in the window and yeah deer season in upstate new york it used <laughs> to be very obvious who was the hunters because they had their shotguns in the windows of the back and, but they and also the had the deer carcasses around the wheel in the back of the jeep in very decorative ways, yeah, yeah. in creative ways, you know, how they had their, it was lo just lovely, just lovely. So I guess you're not a hunter. <laughs> no. Everyone I know hunts, everyone. You never wanted to? Oh, I went hunting one time and I fell asleep. Okay, so my, my son just texted in from the show. He said, we're making her snitch on everyone and we have to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, no. I don't think we broadcast to Cato, so I think you're safe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't think we broadcast beyond Westvale and downtown, so I think you're okay. Uh, yeah. So my, my my son's protecting you here. He doesn't want you to have to. So. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. But can we like just direct it towards the law, Kate? Not Katie. Oh, Katie's a unique person. <laughs> <laughs> But back to attorneys for kids. Like I was asking her this morning in the ride if she knew anybody where the attorneys met with them. You know, the children. Like oh, what her the thoughts The kids are. I babysit for, um, she met with her law guardian and 
her law guardian asked how she would feel safe to go talk to her dad and stuff. And her her reply to her law guardian was, if my babysitter Jalen came with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so cute. Oh, that is so cute. I probably would have said I was afraid to talk to my father, but that wouldn't have meant anything except that that's how it was back in those days. <laughs> if I had to talk to him, it usually wasn't for a real good reason. I'm serious. <laughs> but that's how it was back then. Um, so um, the parents that work it out and don't put their kids through that and having to speak to a law guardian or an attorney, like, isn't it better? is it better for them? Do they seem uh, better adjusted to their situations when they when the parents have worked it out? I think so, yeah. At least it seems like that. Yeah. But what about the kid you were talking about whose life was ruined because his parents are getting a divorce? He's like having a total meltdown. I think his parents got divorced in ninth grade and or eighth grade maybe. But he says that, but then he's happy that he gets two Christmases every year, too. So, That's funny. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So what do you think people should do over the holidays in general, whether they're together or not together? For their kids, what's your Well, thoughts? I'm sick of opening presents on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and, tell me about that. Like... Um, my stepdad gets his kids, he has two kids, on Christmas Eve every year. And I told them that I'm sick of opening presents on Christmas Eve, that I want to open them on Christmas morning. But the mom always gets custody on Christmas morning, or he says that he doesn't want to fight with her about getting them on Christmas morning. But I told them that this year I'm opening presents by myself then, if they won't let me open them on Christmas morning with them. I don't think it's very fair. Like, But a lot of families do, I mean, I don't know, Italian families I know uh, do a lot of the gift exchanges on Christmas Eve. So there are some families that celebrate on Christmas Eve. But you must have grown up with a tradition where the, where the gifts were open on Christmas morning. And you're saying you don't want to change that. Yeah, and I've had to change it the past eight years and the first couple years I was excited because I got to open all my presents early but now it's just I want to open them when all my friends are opening their presents the next morning and then we like talk about what we got and everything but then like the night before opening them it's just like no one else is opening them it's kind of boring Mm. and it kind of makes Christmas Day like what's point what's the point yeah because then I don't have anything to wake up early for Yeah. (laughs) It kind of takes that excitement out of it. I know what you mean. What about parents that, like, let's use Katie for an example. Her mom works on Thanksgiving, so they're supposed to do it today. Mm -hmm. Does that bother you? Do you think it bothers kids just having different days for designated holidays? I FaceTimed her on Thanksgiving, and she wasn't doing anything on Thanksgiving, and that just made me, like... I didn't tell her, but it just made me feel bad. Like, what do you mean she was? She was supposed to come to our house. Yeah, she didn't. I know. Why not? Well, because then she was gonna go to the boyfriend. No, not to his house. To a different girl's house, and I, I think she just didn't. I don't know if she just wanted to stay home or what. I think she just. I don't know. Yeah, she but, didn't end up doing anything. But so back to your situation. What if they? 
came on the 26th. Does that make sense? Just if parents just bypass the holiday, one parent just gets the whole thing one year, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Alternating the year instead of sharing it. What do you think about that? Are I kids think gonna that's have a meltdown? A no, I think, uh, I think it just depends. <laughs> I think it just depends on the kid, I guess. Yeah, but why would you have a meltdown? Um, I wouldn't. I don't know. People might because they want to see both their parents. Or the parents might have a meltdown because they don't get to see their kids, something. Who do you think has more meltdowns? The parents over their kids or the kids over the parents? I think the parents over the kids. So what advice can you give parents if they're separated? Um, to be less selfish, I think, and to think more about their kids rather than themselves. And what do you mean by that? Just give an example, you know? Um, ask their kids what they want rather than worrying about what they want themselves. Maybe. That's good advice. It's really good advice. Yeah. What's your spot thought? Spot thought. We're kind of downers today, but it's the holidays. Rick's not digging the holidays. I had to have Katie come over and help me. Did you guys keep <laughs> fry a turkey? Is that what I saw on Facebook? Yes. yes. It, looked, it looked good. And we also have an extra <laughs> turkey, which I feel horrible about, that's sitting in our fridge. Why do you have an extra turkey? Because I bought two, thinking we'd have more people, I guess. Rick always tells me to get two. This year, we have a whole one that was cooked, and it's complete. I don't know how long they last. I'm not a... Are you guys baby boomers? No, she's too young to be a boomer, I think. I might be. I might be. Yeah, I think I'm a boomer. So you're too young, you're too. You're a boomer, all right. <laughs> What's that? Rick's too young, too, then? Yeah, because Rick and I are the same age. Of course, not too young. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why do you ask about a baby boomer? I was just wondering. Oh, because we sound old? No, no, no. Oh, okay. What are you? I don't know. Gen your... X. No, they're not. No, it is millennial. Mille- no. No, you're not millennial. <laughs> I'm um, just going to call you something different, but at least you have a work ethic. Tina, tell, awesome. tell the audience who we are before there we sign go. off I know. here. So you're listening to Karen Kanzadian and Tina Bennett, along with our special teen host, Jalen Hill, along with my husband, Rick Foley. And Karen Kanzadian has been practicing law over 30 years in all types of civil litigation, including family law and divorce. You can reach her at, Karen, give your number. 315-724-2900. And you can reach Tina, who you just heard from, at 315-407-DADS. And for Rick, if you want tile with a style and wow factor, call him at 315-416-2800. However, Jaylen doesn't need have her phone number. And for all you students out there that need uh, permission to be smoking your, hitting your jewel in the boys' room or the girls' room, get a hold of Karen Kanzadian. She's good at that. <laughs> no, I'm going to get she'll you. She'll hook you up. I am totally not. Oh, she'll go to that. bed I was talking about many years ago. <laughs> She's that was better not, now. It's a whole different generation, I'll tell you. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the, it wasn't a jewel that we weren't getting, the people weren't uh, doing uh, jewel pods. <laughs> So just remember, there's. A I don't know what to say about that. You're right, Eric. You're, you're right, Rick. I am totally embarrassed about all no, of it. But, but let's I just did it. The countdown, anyway. 24 days till Christmas Eve. 25 to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So just be kind, like Jalen said. Parents, stop being so ju- uh, 
selfish. Think about your kids. Just, I just want to say student <laughs> rights, student rights are student rights. This time we have you back, I want you to be, talk about what rights you would, you'd, you'd like to have in school. Bye. Okay. And we're out. We're out. We don't want to be out. Ready?